hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. I don't really have like an official way to start this yet, but okay. I guess it's the Trellis Podcast. This is episode three. We have my dear, my dear Gwilym is on with me today. Hello. I'm so excited. Hello. How are you? Oh my God. Good. Yeah. Um. So I just, we can just chat like we were, if that's cool with you. What yeah, are you yeah. up to today at the farm? What are we getting mm-hmm. into? You're spreading manure or no, not manure. You said compost. Compost. Yeah. It, my... Did you make the compost there? Yeah. Um. The guys who lived here before me, they moved out like a month or two ago, but they had this vermicompost system. So it was all worms that were breaking everything down. Mm-hmm. And they were really good at taking care of it, um, but they never used the compost. Um, and they didn't How do... How long can it sit for? Uh, it can sit forever. I mean, you That's just keep sick. piling on top of it. Yeah, it just gets mm-hmm. higher and higher. Um, awesome. I guess eventually you, like... the stuff way at the bottom would start to get anaerobic and funky, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd take a really long time, and it'd have to be a big pile. Did you pile. like turn? Did you turn the whole pile over before you started pulling from it, or did you like pull from the center? Like, how do you uh, decide? Yeah, like, well, they never turned it. I don't quite get mm-hmm. how worm compost works, but they um, part of it is you don't have to flip it over as much um, oh. as like a compost pile that uses more like fungi and bacteria to break things down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like they I I just like scraped all the stuff that wasn't broken down off the top and like everything underneath was like really good compost. I didn't even sift it. Um that's so sick. It was awesome, yeah. I... And then they did do some gardening here, but they put down like one strip of landscape fabric and then they planted into that like cutting holes mm-hmm. into it. So yep. I took all of that out and then I just put compost on the whole strip and then I tilled that in. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. And then I've got it all planted mm-hmm. now. And I'm working on turning another part of the lawn back here into the garden space. So mm-hmm. I go over it with a lawnmower, super low, get the grass like as down to the ground as possible. And then mm-hmm. I go in with a broad fork. Oh, I could show you a broad. Do I have it out? Oh my gosh. Where's my broad everything. fork? Here it is. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I can't flip my camera. Oh my god! So I, have I to like. That's these a broad are incredible. Fork. So broad forks. I'm gonna try to describe it because I don't think I'm saving the video. I'm not ready to like post things on YouTube yet. But yeah. so a broad <laughs> fork is those things that you, if I'm describing it correctly, you can correct mm-hmm. me. You shove it into the ground and stand on it and then tilt backwards and it yeah. tills or like turns over the soil that way. Is that basically right? Yeah, it's more like it's okay. um a giant wedge in the ground. Ooh. Okay. So it's kind of like how you would use a wedge to like crack open a piece of wood or something like that. It's kind of like all these uh, metal teeth go into the ground and you jump on top and you wiggle the broad fork back back and forth and you get the teeth as deep into the ground as you can and then you pull back and okay. it basically takes like a if if it's a three foot broad fork it'll take like a three foot by six or seven inch clump of soil and just crack it open and push it up mm-hmm. um and that basic it does the same thing that a um what is it called a chisel or a disc on a tractor would do so okay. it's kind of like for small spaces that mm-hmm aren't worth that or if you're just doing it in your backyard um 
you would just use the broad fork instead. But it's kind of like the manual way of doing what that tractor implement does. And it's just... Is the... the front... Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was, I was going to say, say like... it's like... Uh... <laughs> That's funny. Uh... Okay. I was going to say it's uh, just a matter of like breaking up the ground into smaller and smaller clumps. So the first mm -hmm. step is like break it up into big clumps. And then throw a bunch of amendments on it and get all those amendments in between the crack down deep and mm -hmm. then you go in with a, a tiller like a backyard roto rototiller tool um mm -hmm. or there's a tool that's basically a stand behind tractor uh mm -hmm. two wheels little tractor it looks like an atv chopped in half and awesome. um, <laughs> called a bcs and what's great about mm -hmm. it is you can put different implements on it so you could put an implement on it that does all the work of a broad fork and will like rip the ground into big clumps for you and then you can put mm. a tilling implement on it and then it'll break the ground into fine soil for you um, okay i get that yeah so that's what i'm doing today so i just broke yeah. up the ground with the broad fork and then i'm gonna put a bunch of compost on it and then i'll mm -hmm. fill it up with the bcs and then it will be ready to plant are you you said you're mowing it down so you have grass in this area right now right yeah yeah or would you um, like it's and do you like pull that out like i when i guess when i do my beds and stuff i like completely rip the grass out but are you leaving it in you're not like going through and re removing the clumps right no i just mow it super low and then i till all the clumps in um and you don't do you find that they like the grass still comes back or does it not it like doesn't really come back for you um i'm just curious i always rip it, it all the way out because i in like the areas where i irrigate but i think because of mm -hmm. our like hot dry climate like i'm not expecting it to rain until november so oh my god that's nuts <laughs> yeah it's crazy so basically i only weeds only come back uh this time of the year when you pull weeds out the ground they only come back in places where you irrigate um oh my god so that's wild <laughs> yeah if you have drip irrigation it's like mm -hmm. only along the line the mm -hmm. drip line is where it comes out um or overhead irrigation that's where it's mm -hmm. like a kind of a pain because you get tons of weeds but yeah it's nothing like being in florida where like everything <laughs> propagates on its own it's literally absurd i can't even tell you i like feel like i lose control of my yard every single week like i mm -hmm. mow my grass once a week and every week i'm like how did it get so out of control it's just chaos here but it's definitely it's different so what are you planting in this area if you don't if you want to keep um, talking about it i'm so yeah. interested obviously so interested um, it's great oh can you say do you mind do you say uh like where you live and like what your climate is like and stuff yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so they I all live... have heard about my florida gardening but like this is so different obviously yeah i'm in northern california i'm in humboldt mm -hmm. county um and right now uh i'm in a small like unincorporated town called Shively and it's along the Eel River um really close to Avenue of the Giants it's actually right across from the river from us it's a popular tourist attraction um mm -hmm. and yeah the climate here it's really nice it never gets like above 85 um okay. most of our summer days are like in the 70s and it's like a pretty dry mediterranean climate um mm -hmm. and then in the winter it like the pacific northwest it just never stops mm -hmm. raining in the winter it's super gray mm. um and like crops stop growing um 
completely because there's just mm -hmm. never any sunlight. Um, and a lot of crops can <laughs> die out in the field. We'll try and overwinter stuff and mm -hmm. crops will die because they drown because the soil is so saturated with water, especially where we are. We are so incredibly lucky. Um, we're on the banks of the Eel River and mm -hmm. the topsoil here is like uh, everybody's got their own story around here, but I've heard anywhere from like 20 to 40 feet deep. Um, and oh my god, yeah, so the combination of like, and it's a really good topsoil, like it breaks up super well. It's not too much clay, it's not too much sand. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just a combination of like years of uh, thousands of years of ocean deposits. Um, mm -hmm. and that's where we get this like nice clay silt mix, and then mm -hmm. all of the organic matter as well being dumped by the forest out here so if you can picture like little geology lesson like <laughs> yes. um out in you know the ocean it's like all these deposits are building up and it's kind of just like um what do they call it oh I think it's called ocean snow or something like that but all the debris that falls to the bottom of the okay. ocean just piling up and mm -hmm. with the tectonic plates out here we're in like some of the fastest rising places in the world but because of the types of rocks that are here, they're pretty brittle. It's a lot of sandstone mm -hmm. and mudstone that hasn't had time to actually become super solid. Um, things mm -hmm. crumble. So even though our hills are growing as fast as the Himalayas, uh, they crumble really quickly with all the earthquakes and mudslides that we get. Um, oh but God. that crumbly soil, that's why it's so good, such good soil, because it crumbles when you till it. Um, and then that okay. also with like thousands and thousands of years of organic matter being added to it. Um, mm -hmm. And then being at the river here, whenever there's a flood, um, this whole river bar floods out. There's whenever there's like a 200 year flood, which wipes out the whole town here in the 60s. Mm -hmm. um, it deposits amazing uh, stilt. Um, and so it's like already good stuff to kind of break up and grow in. And then yeah. the river just kind of like um conditions it even more and deposits uh good soil for us out here and Freaking we don't incredible. have yeah and then um on top of all that we don't have to irrigate out here because yes oh my god i was hoping you're going to talk about this i was like what's yeah. the word for it i have to make sure i ask so, you <laughs> because this soil is like such a perfect blend of like stout um sand stilts and clay and organic matter and it's super super deep and we're right next to a big river um it basically acts like a sponge between the river water or the groundwater and up top. So yep. it's or or like um water moving up a rope. Um Okay, yes, yes. It's all kind of capillary action. And um so once the roots find that water, um, you don't have to irrigate. They just keep going. So how far down does that like happen? Like how, how deep are your roots getting before they're hitting that? Well, in, like I said, in the winter, when I, when all the plants are drowning, the water table is like at your ankles. <laughs> Insane. You, you know, it, sometimes it floods <laughs> and like the water's up to your Oh ankles, my God, literally. It. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, so wild. I'm like 30, 40 feet up here on the terrace, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, down there in the winter, it'll flood. So then it does delay us in the spring it holds us back from planting because that soil gets so saturated we have to wait for it to dry out 
and like when that soil's saturated you can't till it it's like tilling peanut mm. butter um <laughs> and so like once it is ready you scratch the surface and the water is like you can see the moisture in the water and it just holds wow. on really well like you know how when mm -hmm. you like fill up nice new wet soil it's mm -hmm. dark and then on a sunny yes. day like, after half an hour it's like dried out yes yes with this soil you till it up and it does that but you just scratch a little bit more and it's still dark under there and it, that's incredible and yeah so throughout the season it does get lower and lower you have to dig more mm -hmm. to find that moist soil and i guess on a really really dry year yeah you have to dig like two or three feet um <laughs> but at the end of the year you know um right that's so, so like, cool in the spring you don't have to worry about it you just till the soil and you plant stuff and you make sure you plant stuff with extra spacing so that each root zone mm -hmm. gets a lot of room um so mm -hmm. like i planted all my tomatoes like four feet apart um that far apart yeah wow um but the compromise is like i barely have to take care of them um right <laughs> i just i'm just gonna like trellis them and mm -hmm. pinch off the suckers every now and then um yep. check for pests but besides that i'm not really gonna do too much even trellising right. them is kind of overkill um <laughs> like a lot of That's people like the, out here I feel like just so they some people have called called it like jungle growing where you just like grow a bunch of tomatoes like that and you just let them go mm -hmm. off because it's such a good environment yep. for them out here they just get monster big and it turns into like tomato jungle um <laughs> and then you and last year like i was harvesting tomatoes out here and in a tomato jungle and it really was like mm -hmm. you just go in you just grab a branch and pick it up and you pick the, <laughs> you don't pick all the tomatoes you pick the best looking tomatoes Oh my god. And then god. you drop them and you move on. Um that's so wild. And then there's just tomatoes everywhere. It's not even about like getting all of them because you know there's mm -hmm. going to be way more than you could pick. So you just get the best ones as many as you need or as many as you can, that's so I guess. Crazy. Oh, um, I love that. For, I accidentally yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah, I like accidentally did that this year with one, but I just I was just talking about this last night on the episode I recorded, but like I sowed a bunch of seeds. And then my dog got into my garden area, who was like very not allowed to be in my garden area, and just mm -hmm. destroyed all the seeds. Oh. So I like forgot about all of these. And then something popped up, and I was like so stoked about it. I was like, oh my god, what is this plant? And I thought it was some flower that I just couldn't identify. And it was just a freaking tomato plant. And it's just taking over the bed. I'm like, please relax. Nice. <laughs> please stop. And it just won't stop. It's just going what crazy. What varieties of tomatoes do you grow? I genuinely I wish I could remember the names of them but like I just I, I bought starts I'm like such a lazy gardener sometimes I, oh, I bought all that. my starts for pretty much all my starts that I, I bought for uh or my vegetables for my farm this year I bought mm -hmm. all starts I like respect the biz on start like starting seeds for sure but I just I don't know something about it I'm like I just want to put the plant in the ground just like get it going yeah <laughs> I don't want to wait for all that <laughs> I'm lucky yeah. here. I can sow like almost anything into the ground and it'll go for it. I don't need to really like start anything inside, but yeah, I don't know. I just did starts, but there's a cool one. I can't remember the variety. It was like Candyland, I think, but they literally were like mm. the size of Skittles and they just like, oh, oh cool. they were so good. There was hundreds on that plant. It was wild. That's and Nora was sick. just like ripping them off every single day. And just still, there was just hundreds of them. I bet but they would sell so well, but they'd be such a pain in the ass to harvest. 
dude just harvesting for myself i was like yes oh my god i'm like trying to harvest them to like use for dinner for like a salad i'm like this isn't even worth it (laughs) i'm just gonna eat these right now i'm not doing this (laughs) it's ridiculous do you have particular varieties you grow out there like do you prefer like a like beefsteak sized tomato are you trying to grow Um, smaller tomatoes does it depend i uh what sells really good at farm stands is heirloom tomatoes and uh cherry tomatoes Mm-hmm. People snack on cherry tomatoes, especially the the yellow ones, the sun golds. Yes, those um, ones are so good. They're great. Sun golds, they just say crack. That's the. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of tricky to grow. Um, you have to like dial it in, I guess, with sun golds. Um, and then heirloom My, tomatoes. Mine keep... Yeah, people like the. I think big beef is an heirloom. Mm-hmm. Um, German Johnson is one mm-hmm. where it gets like the lines and ridges in it um okay brand brandy wine is one that's like that and it gets kind of pink and then mm-hmm. yellow brandy wine people go nuts for yellow brandy wine like giant orange tomatoes oh, um amazing and i'm growing those this year yellow brandy wine um and then uh out on the coast here it's a different climate um it stays really cold on the coast out here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like ocean currents that come down from Alaska. So it's like when the hot air from Southern California meets the ocean currents of Alaska, um, it creates like a ton of fog on the coast. And okay. it's almost like a all year long natural air conditioning. Um, <laughs> sick. <laughs> it's pretty sick. Yeah. Like if I'm ever to, cause I have, I live down in, I have a place down by the coast as well, and so mm-hmm. when I'm hot up here, when I'm working <laughs> down there, it's or working up here and they get super hot, it's nice to go down there and like steam off in the fog. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, down there, you have to grow different varieties and different crops, mm-hmm. and like hot crops don't do so well. Um, mm-hmm. Anything more tropical than like tomatoes and peppers really doesn't do well without a greenhouse mm-hmm. and the right variety. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I've found out there some good varieties are things that are grown in Eastern Europe or Russia. Um, because they did a ton of work in the 70s, like breeding varieties that would do well in cold climate. Um, so like, uh, Moscovich is an heirloom I found that's really good mm-hmm. in colder climate, and Hungarian peppers. Um, okay. and you can find these seeds in like, um like your hardware store in the spring they're pretty common that's varieties awesome. uh oh early girl um early that's really girl fun. yeah there's I a bunch that. of tomatoes called like there's an early girl there's an atta girl and there's a dirty girl um <laughs> but early that's girl fantastic. it does well in the cold and it comes on uh quicker it's like really quick to harvest from seed um mm-hmm. And I grow, that's the most common one I see out here. And I think it's just because it's the easiest to grow and the most like, mm-hmm. and it's just a normal standard tomato. Um, yeah. So you can use it for anything. Um, mm-hmm. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But um, so yeah, working on the garden today and then working on my farm mm-hmm. tomorrow. The um, farm? Are you selling like, are you like roadside with that? Are you going to farmers markets? Like, what's the 
how, like what's the plan i'm so excited i think i would prefer to stay out of farmers markets i am mm -hmm. my only availability is weekends right now right and the farmers and markets you spend your here. whole weekend there yeah well no i'm gonna be selling stuff on the weekends but i think like the farmers markets here that are open on the weekends are like uh an hour and 20 minutes away from me Ooh. um and they're really crowded and competitive mm -hmm. um and i just like this is my first year and i'm like i don't have my yeah. shit together <laughs> yeah. enough to like you don't have to do there. all the things yeah like you don't have to do yeah. all of the stuff your first year i always yeah. catch myself and with I that think... i'm like i want to become an herbalist i'm gonna grow all my own herbs and be the herbalist and sell them and then i'm like bro i gotta like chill out <laughs> I can, right, like, start right. with, like growing things like one thing exactly. at a time for sure. and like yeah i'm lucky like i've got day jobs that can help pay for mm -hmm. my farm and my life so um <laughs> i'm not banking on this all working this year um but i've got like goals for what i want to accomplish in terms of like mm -hmm. sales um Definitely. and so yeah if that, there's a lot of opportunities for me to sell um my produce on places that are closer um and one That's idea awesome. i've got is a roadside farm stand um I love that. so i got i got this super cute trailer you oh can my see it there. god yes i saw yeah. your story about this oh my god wait yeah. it's oh my god wait look so at this cat Hang stop on. it oh my god hello sweetie. rolling around oh my god so give me some attention from my belly <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I like have yet to try to convince my garden cat that I like need to love it. I'm trying to not do that to it, but I just want yeah. to pet him so bad. Like, come oh, here. But he's like terrified. Not, oh my God. Dude, he would lose his mind. Yeah. Absolutely would lose I find his him, mind. Like, sleeping in oh my God. He's so um, cute. He hides amongst like these little yellow flowers. His little eyeballs stick out. I'm like, ugh. Oh. Mm, I love you. I love you so much. Ugh. Okay, so the trailer. What is our plan with the trailer? I'm gonna uh well it's got those wooden sides on it so i'm gonna take off mm -hmm. um the sides and then keep the back side on mm -hmm. and use the back side to put up signage and then the front will be to display my produce and i should say produce and flowers because my farm is like mm -hmm. 60 70 percent cut flowers mm -hmm. the rest is uh heirloom tomatoes and peppers um and then i might do more vegetables next year um, but we'll mm -hmm. see how it goes. So I'll be doing bouquets and then single stem sunflowers. Um, oh, so fun. And I did it a couple Who's of not years stopping ago. at that? Who's right. not, who's driving by that and not being like, I obviously could use flowers in my life. Like what the yeah. hell? Um, <laughs> so I'd like to, yeah, I've got some places, um, roadside spots that I think I'd be good to set up. Um, mm -hmm. And then another idea I got is like um, talking to local businesses and seeing if I can set mm. up in their parking lots on the day that they're oh. closed. Because there's some other oh. farms that do that. Um, I like that. And I like the idea of setting up a farm stand because it's also like you're making your own market there. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go to places that don't have a market. So right. if there's somewhere that's mm. like too competitive and tapped out, you can just go down the road somewhere else and right. um I, I think like people are getting more into local food out here as well so mm -hmm. there's more and more people being like oh sweet i don't have to drive to arcada um, yeah also 
uh, you can't grow hot crops down by the coast, so I think that's one benefit I've got. Like, a lot oh. of the stuff I'll bring down there, you can't grow down there, and most of the farms, mm. vegetable farms here, are in around the Humboldt Bay, which is that cold coastal mm -hmm. climate. So they're all growing, like, brassicas and spinach and onions, mm -hmm. um, stuff that you can grow really well down there. Um, but everybody's got the same stuff, and there's, like, right. not a lot of people coming out with tomatoes and peppers and things like that um oh. especially further from arcada like where i live near ferndale um, right and ferndale my town gone. is just like a dairy town um <laughs> oh, 80, there's 90%. cows everywhere <laughs> every yeah it's definitely more cows than people I... in ferndale stop it <laughs> oh yeah Dude, that's um, so cool there's mad cows around here too and it just makes me so freaking happy what else you... oh god you always have to cows. say hi we stop. I wait like force Nora to look at them. She's like, I literally don't care. I'm like, yes, you do. Look at the cows. They're awesome. So beautiful. They're big eyes. Oh my god. I think she's just like not. She's like, yes, you guys show me this constantly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she'll get it. She'll get it one day. Huh? Oh, she will. She'll be stoked in like a year from now. Oh she's god. just as like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> so funny. So, oh, well, um, we got going on for flowers. Or do you, oh, can I ask, what do you prefer growing? If you had to, vegetables or flowers? If you had to pick I one. don't know, we'll see. Um... <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, veggies or flowers? Well, I like, I mean, I like veggies because I like food. Um, but <laughs> flowers are awesome because um, I think from, because I used to grow weed, so mm -hmm. I think from doing that um, as a job for a long time and like getting really into that, there's a lot of crossover. Um, yes. You're growing a flower, just like with weed, you're growing a flower and mm -hmm. um, you're like focusing on like appearance and smell. Um, mm -hmm. And there's like a big emphasis on that where you're not like wor as worried about that with vegetables. I mean, you want them to look mm -hmm. good. Um, but you're not like constantly trying to like improve on mm -hmm. appearance and smell or like it's not something i don't know in when i was working with uh weed it was just like everything that people focused on it's like how can we get this to like look and smell better mm -hmm. um and i feel like flower people are the same way or when i work with yes. flowers it's uh, the same thing comes out mm -hmm. and it's just like um that kind of obsession is like motivating um, yes <laughs> and then peppers i mean peppers and tomatoes and vegetables too it's uh i don't know the motivation there is also just like how much you're helping uh potentially helping people with food as well mm -hmm. um, that's very true yeah and i say like potentially helping because i'm like food's fucking expensive now like a tomato <laughs> organic tomato out here is 350 a pound um, heirloom tomato at the convenience store next to me, not even organic, mm -hmm. it was $4 a pound. And those big ones, oh those get up to 2 to 3 pounds. That's a $12, that's an 8 to $12 tomato. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh so my god. I like that, you know, there's a lot of ways in California that we can, like, get veggies out to people who can't afford them. Um, mm -hmm. Got a really good food assistance program out here called CalFresh which is basically mm -hmm. like food stamps, but you get a credit card and you can use it at farmer's markets and you can use it on oh. CSA shares. Um, okay. And that's like a 
basically a weekly or monthly like subscription box you get from farms mm-hmm. um and uh calfresh funds my other job where i work uh at a clinic here there's a series of mm-hmm. health clinics in the county and mm-hmm. we got um funding from calfresh to grow what we call wellness gardens and basically there's a garden next to the clinic and we grow mm-hmm. as many vegetables as we can and we give them away in the lobby um to anybody we don't ask are you on calfresh or any well we do ask mm-hmm. but <laughs> you don't anyone can take them um we say yes. i put up a big sign that says free vegetables for anybody that wants just make sure you sign out when you leave and we just ask mm-hmm. that people fill out a little survey that's like no names and it's just like who's in your house uh, how many people are in your house how many yeah. seniors how many kids are you on any kind of assistance like calfresh or mm-hmm. or um ebc or anything like that right. um but it's awesome because i get to just grow as many vegetables as i can and give them away um right and then we get in volunteers as well. Anybody who wants to like get involved in gardening comes along, and oh, I love that because I get people from like all different kinds of skill levels. Everybody's like high enthusiasm, but different skill levels. So it's great mm-hmm. to have people who kind of know everything, and they can like mm. really help me get a move on with stuff, and we can mm-hmm. um, get bigger projects done and then people who are just learning and i love that because then i like like you know part of my job is to like make sure the volunteers have a good time so if someone's like just learning and they don't know how to do a lot but they're super enthusiastic Mm -hmm. i get to be like hold on like i don't know i get to stop like working so hard physically and just like be present with a person and um amazing that's a really nice way to like have a what was it called? We call them warm and fuzzies when you have like, uh-huh. it's so cheesy. But when I first heard the but phrase, so I was like, true, oh my yeah. God, that's so cheesy. And then I had a bunch of warm and fuzzies and I was like, that was warm and fuzzy. I do feel that way. Yes. <laughs> I love that. But it's nice when you're like an experienced grower because it can become, I'm not saying I'm an experienced grower necessarily, but it becomes kind of monotonous. Like it becomes very habitual. Like you just yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah. And to stop and, and slow down and be like, yeah you're like oh my god there's so much that i just take for granted with this that is like yeah there's so much to learn and you can just go down so many rabbit holes like you and i cross paths in like the cannabis like industry but right at the end of the day like we do like very different types of gardening we're in very different places but like oh there's so much to growing and gardening and it's just cool to like take a step back and be like let's start with like this is the soil or like i don't even know like you could start anywhere too which is like amazing no i have to to do uh i have to do a thing for a summer kids program soon (gasps) i'm going up to help my friend and i need to get more information from her i'm like what is what's the age group she's like five to (laughs) twelve oh my god (laughs) like kindergarten to seventh grade um and it's got to be now talk about the I don't know. Yeah, but it has to my be. subject is like the she was gonna each day of this like summer camp they're learning about a different part of plants and gardening. Mm. Like learning about roots, learning about leaves, learning about flowers. And then one day is oh like learning God. about like the plant as a whole. So that's the day mm-hmm. I'm learning the plant as a whole. Um <sighs> so you know what'd be cool? I, I just got an idea. I was like, let's rip some plants out of the ground. Kids love like 
Dude, they were breaking <sighs> stuff and getting to like, yeah. you know, feel like they break the rules. Let's like rip some plants out mm -hmm. the ground, and look at the roots, and rip up the leaves, and then definitely, dude. It was Nora's food. first. This is Nora's first summer, like really in a garden. Like we just had a few things in the yard last year, and this was like her first year really out there all the time. And at first, I was like really trying to. I was like, be gentle, like please be gentle. And then I realized like she ripped stuff apart and like she squeezes a tomato and I'm like, oh my God, your brain is going like, like learning so much right now. And like, dude, mm -hmm. she does like cool, sh like dude, she does cool shit randomly. Like she was like, I have salvia growing back there and she like ripped all the flowers off. And at first I was like, my heart hurts so bad, but now it has grown out back and it's like so it's like a topiary, like it's crazy looking. And I'm like, dude, you actually like crushed it. Like you topped oh, this she, in the like, coolest way possible. It, yeah. Yes, dude, she just did like the coolest thing ever. And I was like, see, you know, like, like you got it. Like, height. yes, kids. Yeah, like kids ripping stuff apart. Like, oh my God, they would definitely live for that. Like you would learn so much from that. Mm -hmm. Watching it come out of the ground. Like, yeah, <gasps> that'd be kids sick. Love yes, pulling dude. carrots out of the ground. Oh my, dude. I've never grown a carrot. I still think I would lose my mind doing dude, that. You gotta grow like carrots. adults love doing I don't know. Uh, when They're do tough. I do that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm still in such like a You've got time. You in Florida. You carrots right now. Okay, done. I have space in the garden. Um, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you just have to start them from seed. That's that's why you can't um, you can't transplant them. Um, <laughs> but have you ever used row cover? No, no, I haven't. Do you know what it is? You could you could definitely school me on it. I definitely am not sitting here being like, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, let me show things. you. Dude, rope cover's awesome. Um, oh, I'll show you my garden in a bit. Um, oh rope cover is like this white fabric stuff. I have a bunch in my car. I'll show you. Um, and it's, it's kind of like dryer sheet fabric. Um, okay. It has the similar texture, but you. I always think it, it looks like plastic. That's really interesting that it's not really. No, is it's it like, plastic? I think it's cotton, or maybe it's a oh. cotton plastic mix. Okay, I always um, think those look like plastic. That's actually really interesting. Okay, yeah. yep. Yeah, that's it. And you do them with the small hoops, or how do, how are you using it? Um, you can do it flat on the ground when you first direct okay. seed. Um, mm -hmm. so if you're, like just throwing seeds in the ground, like you'll just have it flat. Um, and then once they start to grow, some things I don't use uh hoops for, like leafy greens like spinach and lettuce i just mm -hmm. um i'll just have a lot of extra row cover on the sides that i have um pinned down at first mm -hmm. and then as it grows i kind of loosen it up a little bit um and you just let it sit straight on top of it basically yeah yeah like just will... loosely but loosely exactly yeah and the plants will like mm -hmm. push up if it's not super tight holding it down and then mm -hmm. yeah once they get any bigger than that or bigger crops um like brassicas or tomatoes when they're young i'll use hoops they'll buy like metal hoops that are mm -hmm. i've been trying to find the best price they're like 80 cents to a dollar 20 each um okay. i found 100 hoops for like 80 bucks i think that was Ooh. the best deal i got and they're like they're like six or seven feet tall but you know when you bend them in half they're a lot they're a lot not right not as long as they seem um mm -hmm. or as they are um and are you using these for cold or for heat for both uh so uh for heat so it makes a little greenhouse effect 
Um, and that's really nice out here because sometimes it's just a bit too cold to get things to grow fast. Um, mm -hmm. So that can like have plants kind of kick it into high gear early. And then it also really helps with germination because it keeps the soil, the surface of the soil just a little bit warmer. Uh, and okay. it helps keep the temperature more stable because it's a bit mm -hmm. of a controlled environment in there. Um, it protects it from pests. Um, mm -hmm. So bugs and slugs and birds. <laughs> um, I feel like this is like not new <laughs> Very specifically, the gophers will well, get it. PSA. They don't yeah. care. Gophers I feel like this would be really care. good in like in New England gardens. Like I've had people like reaching oh, yeah. out lately that are like dealing with tons of like different pests that I do not have like yeah, around here. Yeah, row cover is amazing. But, yeah. Sometimes oh. it can backfire on you um, if you have pests to get into your row cover and you for and you don't check it mm. and then you look under there and it's like aphid city because they've just been oh, like, no. having a party and nothing's mm -hmm, been able mm -hmm. to like get at them. Like they haven't had any right. cold nights or ladybugs to find them. Um, Oops. <laughs> yeah. And so like out here, we always take a gamble with this pest that takes gets our brassicas called a flea beetle. And it's just mm -hmm. like what it sounds like. It's like the size of a flea, but it's a little beetle. And when you get close to oh it, my. it jumps and it just like disappears <gasps> instantly. And when there's a ton of them, like a huge infestation, you'll walk down the mm -hmm. row of brassicas and it sounds like popcorn is going off. <gasps> no um, way. Because you just hear them all clicking against the leaves. All oh these my God. thousands of tiny bugs. Uh, so How do you deal with something like that? we keep row cover on from the very beginning mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then we're like I haven't seen flea beetles in a while i think we should take the row cover off <laughs> no did we take it off last year oh my uh, god <laughs> and then we'll and no one can remember <laughs> and we'll yep. see one thing we'll do is we'll check the wild mustard and the wild radishes in our fields because those are also uh -huh. brassicas and that mm -hmm. is where most of the flea beetles live um oh. so um yeah we will look around there we didn't see that many uh -huh. um funny enough though we took the row cover off our brassicas and our eggplant and we left half of our eggplant covered in um netting instead of row hmm. cover with like a really fine mesh netting over hoop yeah and the flea beetles only went for the eggplant without cover they didn't go for any of the brassicas, and I think that's because they were older plants, and like oh. the flea beetles prefer younger plants with softer tissue and more sugar. Um, okay. The older plants have tougher tissue and they're more bitter. Um, mm -hmm. And the eggplants, I don't know, the eggplants were all pretty young, so I think that's probably why they went for the eggplants. Um, okay, I get that. We were going to, we kind of messed up this experiment and it didn't happen, but we were going to grow. <laughs> A variety of mustard that um, gets super big and the idea was mm -hmm. it would be our trap crop so we plant that first and have that attract mm -hmm. all the flea beetles and then we would plant all our um, uh, other brassicas and things that they get mm -hmm. um, but why did that not happen oh we yeah we had a <laughs> bad day in the greenhouse and like our fan mm -hmm. system broke down and a lot of stuff overheated mm. but um, that'll happen man it was yeah let's go down real quick 
Yeah, and our greenhouse out here was donated to us from a cold coastal climate. Um, so they like took it apart and brought it here and reassembled it. And because it's made mm -hmm. for a cold climate, it's like kind of unbearable if it's like <laughs> 75 degrees and more outside. Mm -hmm. um, so in the summer, we, we just we put shade cloth over it and we oh. use it mostly for curing crops like mm -hmm. onions and garlic. Um, mm -hmm. but this year we put a bunch of big raised beds in it and we're growing like stuff that does okay in hot, like really hot climates. So we've got sweet potatoes and all these raised beds. Cool. Um, oh no, one of the raised beds is sweet potatoes. And then we are doing like mm -hmm. tons of summer squash and cucumbers in the other. That's so fun. We wanted I love to do ginger, like but that also kind of got fried when the uh, fans broke. Oh no. Yeah. I have ginger on my counter that has like fully sprouted and like definitely could just go on the ground i have no oh, idea do it, why. Dude, I, you're in florida am i it, i this is the problem Gwilym. i have no idea what can go in the ground or not i'm just like, oh, wait, I'm like i don't know <laughs> My, the new englander in me is like i don't know what you can grow. there's go three the months to grow things <laughs> can i grow anything i don't know All right, i don't damn, know i gotta plant that too oh my god dude everything oh grows. check it's, it out oh, so it's... this is that uh Okay, okay, okay. Wait. Do you see blue sky? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, and then, like, this is all ocean fog that's coming in. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah, so, like, when I called you at the beginning of this call, it was, like, close to 80 degrees and super dry and sunny. And, like, I'm in my flowy outdoor stuff right now. <laughs> and yeah. as I've been chatting to you, like, all the fog came in, and now it's, like, um now it's probably like 60 something degrees um are you serious? and i'm like starting it, to get does cold. it roll in <laughs> does it roll in every night almost every time? night or is it like that's so wild and this thing happens oh where the hotter it gets inland here like it sucks in moisture from the coast so oh. the sunniest parts of the year on the coast are like in the fall and the spring when it's not that hot in the hills but then once the hills heat up and it's like 100 degrees um just east of me then like all of mm -hmm. this moisture gets brought in and i'm really mm -hmm. not that far from the coast i'm probably like 20 miles from the coast going directly east oh there's just like so cool. a few thousand foot mountain ranges um <laughs> just in between. <laughs> that like a thousand feet is the smallest a hill can be before it's a mountain or the tallest <laughs> hill can be before it's a mountain. So technically, they're really small mountains or really big hills. It's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> However you want to look at it. Oh my god. That man. is incredible. What is it, Pan? What's his name? Pan. Her? Pan, yeah. I think she's a she. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we, we haven't really cared to figure that out. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that she's is not so funny. pregnant, so it's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Ours is a boy, which I am grateful for. I do not need a litter of cats in my yeah. yard at this oh my moment. God. She got really fat over the winter, and at one point I was like, oh, like no, oh, no, I cannot be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot accept this, like, level of responsibility right now. You'd have to keep all of them. What else would I you know. do? Oh my god. Um, Let's move the dogs. I see one dog on, on online. I'm like, well, I gotta go get that dog now. That one has to live at my house. I have no other choice. I've seen them and I love them now. 
Yeah. It's fine. That's why I can't go to Catter Day at Petco. (laughs) (laughs) Not again. No, I like Pan because she's like her own kitty. She lives her own life. I don't need her. She doesn't need me. We don't need each other. Um... But it's just nice to say hi every once in a while. Yeah. It's just nice to say hey. Oh, oh my God. And she's off. Um, she's like, I'm done. Yeah, I didn't agree like, to being on food. camera. <laughs> <laughs> you bring me anything at the Oh my God. I'm just super um, Oh my God. She eats everything. We named her after bread because that's her favorite. <laughs> the pan, the French word for bread. She loves bread. Um... <laughs> She and loves. she'll like we have to tell everybody that works here um like please hide your food you will get into it <laughs> one time a student stopped at carl's jr on the way here and he had two cheeseburgers in his car and then at lunch he's like yo the cat ate my cheeseburgers dude like both of them he got into my granola bars too <laughs> she's looking at me so proud right now She's like, hell fucking yeah, I did. Yeah. And then she's also oh like vicious. She just eats gophers and voles all day. I saw her Incredible. eat two voles and a gopher the other day. And then she begged me for food. <laughs> I'm so hungry. And I have a theory that she like gets worms in the summer and she just doesn't put on weight and just keeps eating. Because mm. in winter, she got really fat. And I think it's because she was living off of cat food and she wasn't getting like dosed with parasites. Um, but you know, she's her own wild kitty. Got mm-hmm. a- I basically, I think of it like she's a wild feral cat who's just got like a really good hookup out here. Exactly. Yeah. That's the most awesome life for a cat. Like, I'm good. However, I can stop here anytime and just get like a little snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty dope, I can't lie. Yeah. Oh man. I love that, dude. Dude, thank you for the, the garden update. This is oh. incredible. Oh wait, I gotta show you, yeah. The actual garden. Oh, sure. oh I gotta show you this yard. It's insane. Um wait, is this so where the like... giant redwood is? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um uh, it's okay, it's you can't see it because it's behind this ma- maple tree, but mm-hmm. that uh, that is a maple tree. The stump is about like from there to there, <gasps> like half the width of like the space that the maple tree foliage takes off. Um, but I'll I'll try and see if I can uh, show you in there. But like yeah, we're so we're in the middle of the redwoods. Um, <laughs> there other things that grow here are big leaf maple and uh, red alder. Um, mm-hmm. But besides that, it's like ninety percent redwoods. Um, redwoods are crazy because they have really shallow roots and they grow Mm. really close together so their roots actually spread super far on the surface and they weave Mm -hmm. into each other and that's how they keep each other stable Um, so they weave into like a carpet and they hold each other up yep and they're super what's the word rhizomatic they'll grow Mm. new shoots when you chop it so when people first came out here and they were chopping like the ancient trees, they were like, this is amazing because the trees had so much embedded energy and they would just sprout up new giant shoots. Um, mm-hmm. 
and that's still how people log out here is like you chop a tree and then you wait for the shoots to grow back and then you chop the shoots mm -hmm. and you wait for those to grow back um and they did that forever out here and then after the 50s like with industrial machinery um and then it was like the combination of industrial machinery and tons of hippies moved here um mm. So it was like all these people were going super hard on logging and then all these people were going super hard on like hugging trees. So it was like kind of crazy. There was almost like a little war between the two groups out mm -hmm. here for a while. And it was like dangerous. And then there was like all the like weed growing going on back then out here too, which was all illegal back mm -hmm. then. So it was super wild place back then. Um, still mm -hmm. is today, but at least it's a lot safer. Um, yeah. But anyways, tangents. Uh, <laughs> here's my garden. No, but so interesting. Yes, please. Um, oh, I was so... going to say, though, I just, I wanted to recommend this book, and I have to recommend it to you also. I think you would love it. Yeah. It's my friend Katie recommended it, and it's called The Overstory, and, like, uh -huh. the overarching story is all about trees. It's fictional, but there's a lot of, like, oh, cool. fact in it as it well. Like but, yeah, oh, yes, and, like, all of these... I, that's the book that you recommended to me that I read. I was trying to think of it today. I was like, what book? Good was book, it? It was yeah. Ishmael. It was incredible. But it's really cool. All these stories of like individuals weave together, but it's all through the premise that like trees and nature like connected them all. That's oh, fantastic. Dick. That's so oh. good. I'll send you a link. Man, <laughs> okay. living out here it makes me want to write my own like Humboldt version of like the Waltons or Little House on the Prairie. Um, please do. Why right? would you not? <laughs> Right. Amongst all your other projects, please also write a book to today. <laughs> Nobody knew why he didn't talk. We all thought he didn't speak English. Turns out oh he was God. deaf. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the first episode of The Waltons, I think. Um... <laughs> oh my God. So, here's amazing. my garden. Um, yes. So, it's like a five foot by 50 foot strip. Five by fifty. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So I just took like one strip in the yard. I'm like, well, it was already there, <laughs> okay. and I just I just tilled it Here. up. Mm -hmm. Um. So we got. Uh. Oh man. I accidentally like crimped them all today with the hose. You know that thing where you move the hose over mm. a corner and you just like nearly yep. decapitate all your plants. I might, but yes, I've got I backups. Do. I have backups. I can replant. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but these are normal tomatoes. These are the yellow brandy wines. Um, mm -hmm. I got a bunch of peppers here. These are all my starts on standby that I need to put in my new spot. Tons of peppers, like bell peppers. I got poppies. I got marigolds. I got tons of onions. And then oh another, God. this is like a big flower section. I've just got poppies mm -hmm. and snapdragons, cosmos and zinnias. And then, <laughs> oh, it's pan. Hi, pan. <laughs> a little pen right here um and i grew a cat um and then the back here gets a lot more shade so um mm -hmm. i'm growing some lettuce back here and then i've got these more onions um and then here's our compost system i made that oh, cute so sign cool. um, oh my god and i'm gonna separate cool. it into three piles eventually but basically like that in the corner there is done that I just flipped today and I put some fertilizer and some grass clippings in it so the nitrogen will uh -huh. like get it hot again. 
Um, and then that is like the new spot where we're gonna put more things. And the guys who moved out like threw their cardboard in here, so I'll just chop it up <laughs> and throw that in. Yeah. Or I we have that. to do like a whole. We should do a whole episode of composting because I mm. am still wimped out of composting. I have like a pile in my yard that I like half started to be like, would this work right here? And it is definitely breaking down. So I actually do need to oh, do nice. it. But I am just, I don't know, man. I get way you into my head about like. Flip it and add stuff. <laughs> I know. I know it's like that simple. Not that it's I'm that like... simple. I know that it's like a just do it kind of a thing. But you know me, I just get so in my head about like researching shit first. I'm just like, I gotta I know, understand yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, I and, understand you know, all the science. Some stuff I've tried that with, and I like I, I understand compost in theory, but then mm -hmm. I'm like I don't know where my pile is at in that theory. I just know that <laughs> like this pile's breaking down pretty good and it's about ready, and that pile's probably going to be a few months. Uh, but you know I had that with bees. When I got bees, I like I did mm -hmm. pretty well beekeeping my first year, but I had no idea what I was doing. Even though I did tons really of reading on like, it, I was like, yeah. I kept being like, I think my bees are doing this. And then they would all like look like they're about to die. And I'd be like, oh, no, I think my bees are about to die. And then they'd bounce back yeah. and be amazing. And I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like, nature's <laughs> driving this train. And I'm just, yes, uh, it's not even a car. Like, we're on track. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's like the whole thing, though, isn't it? Like, plants would be here and doing their own thing, like, without us at the end of the day. Like, yeah. we're just here to like help or like i don't know if you want certain things in a certain spot like that's right. That's it, right my grandpa like uh he used to say like i didn't grow that like nature grew that and i just helped it along <laughs> the way you know and it's, it's kind of yeah it's true um it, i mean all right all right oh okay uh, no, <laughs> this is my uh british matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right um <laughs> Thank you for that. I was like, I can't hold that in. I've been doing that a lot lately. It's a new oh one I'm working God. on. But, yo, look at this stump. Oh, my freaking... I, I have mean, to see the red... Like, I can't... Like, I have to see the redwoods. I don't know what to say For scale, about like, stuff. here's a lighter. And they, across <laughs> the river from me, in the avenue of the mm -hmm. giants, they have, like, they have, like, acres of this stuff still alive, and you can just wander through the forest. Um, oh all right, all right, you see the little lighter? Oh my freaking word. Okay. Willem. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most absurd thing that I've literally ever seen. Um, was it like shocking a... when you first saw them? I know I'm being like ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Can you it describe seeing them? But like, what was it like seeing them? Oh my god! Look at the hole through them. That's like a five foot hole. We can crawl. You could literally climb time. through this hole. This is. Oh my god! Yeah, stop let's it. do it. <laughs> is that the center of it? Yep. Um, I think that I just lost. <laughs> While he was climbing through a redwood tree, he has the craziest. Uh, obviously, there's no video, but he has the most insane, very old redwood stump in the um, like in his backyard next to his garden, and he was literally crawling through a five foot hole like into the center <laughs> of the tree, and then the tree decided that it was not having that while being on a video call. So, I think we lost him. But that was our first episode with Willem.
absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad that he got to come on and chat with me. Um, Gwilym has just a wealth of knowledge of all things, just everything. It's just incredible. I love talking to him. I love seeing what he has going on for his garden right now. It's incredible the way that you can just kind of chat and learn so many different things, just listening to someone tell you what's going on in their garden. There's so many avenues. Like we said, there's just so many avenues and paths and like options when it comes to gardening. Like you just like finding the right one is just truly through experimentation. Like maybe you planted a ton of vegetables and that's what you thought you were going for this year. And you also did like, I'm just going to throw some flowers in and like, you never know what's going to grab you. Like it might be the flowers as over the vegetables or like whatever it is. It's just so incredible and such a I love hearing about what other people have going on in their gardens, where they're growing. It's different. <sighs> lovely, lovely, lovely. But as always, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with Gwilym. He's going to be on much, much more. Um, we have so much, so much to talk about with him. Um, like we said, I would love to do a whole video or a whole, uh, excuse me, a whole podcast about compost. There's so much to it that my brain just like racks itself and doesn't understand. Maybe we just got to get going on it. Who knows? But there's so much more to come. Thank you for listening. It means so much to me that every time that you guys click in, every time that you listen, I hope that I am helping to create a space that we can all share some freaking awesome garden stories. I'm here for it. I hope you're here for it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back with the next one. Okay, bye.